ZombieGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Retro Mike! Oh, hey, what's up? Wasn't expecting that so soon. I know, right? I didn't even tell you it was coming. My new co-host, Retro Mike, uh, he doesn't know that either. You gotta show up every Monday now. Um, you know, this is all on the fly here. I'm sorry, and I'm just throwing you under the bus, but I hate that guy next to you. I'll check my schedule. Okay, good. Okay. And Jazzy Fiddles in the house. What's going on, Jazzy? Yep. <laughs> Dead yep. Eye, producer Dead Eye Knight. I'm here, <laughs> and I'm ready to switch it up. Oh God! And then Mikeless because he's been penalized. He is suspended for one week. Probation on potty mouth probation. Potty mouth probation. We got in trouble with Twitch. He said so many f bombs. Because he talked like a 12-year-old to plays Call of Duty. <laughs> Cable2KX video producer over there, Mikeless. I'm going to give him one coin as a hello. And that's all he's getting, all show. But please put on a good show for the Twitch viewers, okay? <laughs> he's not even responding. He doesn't even... He hates me. He hates me. Welcome to episode 147 of the GameZilla podcast. Brought to you by... DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's more than a website. It is the greatest place in the known universe to buy products for your beard. I'm sure your beard smells like garbage and feels <laughs> like it's the ass of a raccoon because you don't take care of it. Well, guess what? You need to take care of it. So go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and buy yourself a beard crate and uh, get a good deal on all the beard care products. You know, I'm talking like beard elixir. You know, keep it nice and nice and soft. Some beard butter, beard shampoo, beard comb. If you're a mustache, uh, you know, type of guy or maybe uh, carnival lady, then uh, <laughs> you get some some of the mustache uh, care products there. DetroitBeardCollective.com. Get the beard crate shipped directly to your house. It'll be there waiting for you every time you log in. You just grab your favorite stuff. Boom, boom, boom. Beard crate. Boom. At your door. Your face is now healthy and doesn't in any way Harken back to the ass of a raccoon. That's DetroitBeardCollective.com and save by using the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. That's MCGAMING at checkout for DetroitBeardCollective.com. Now hurry up and use that code because after this promo, we're probably getting booted. Wrong. We damn well know they were going to love that. <laughs> That's true. They love me. Yeah. Listen, everyone tells me. Everyone tells me from Detroit Beer Collective, how fantastic I am. I'm big league. <laughs> that came off real Trumpish. I just want you to know. Everyone tells me. Everyone tells me how great I am. I'm the best. I am the best spokesperson DetroitBeerCollective.com has. Everyone else is losers. <laughs> winner. Losers. DetroitBeerCollective.com. Big league. If you want to be a winner, though, you want to head on over to Patreon, and Jazzy's going to tell us why. Because Patreon is the best. Wow. 
Why do I keep pitching softballs to you? For Why? the proof, for the proof, I'm the best. I'm number one. He's trash. <laughs> Listen, okay, I'm sorry I didn't walk into the Detroit Beard Collective and they give you all of your credit. I'm pretty sure I was with you when we walked in to get your, your beard care products and they were like, Ethan, your face smells like the ass of a raccoon. And you were like, bam, light bulb. Okay, that's what I'm going to use on the next pitch. Wrong. My face never smelled like the ass of a raccoon, but it did smell like the like the crotch of a Sasquatch. True. The taint. <laughs> I can I can Sasquatch that. taint is what my beard smelled like before I started using products from DetroitBeardCollective.com. Now tell the damn people about Patreon, Chad. Patreon is where you can go to support us. Patreon.com backslash GameZilla Podcast. You can go there, become a a Gamezilla, a mega Gamezilla, you know, support us. You can influence the show by uh, allowing yourself into the active chats that we have during the show. Get your questions read and support us. It has given great things back to you, like uh, a little thing called the Gamezilla Alpha podcast. So, pretty neat. <laughs> By the way, all those things he said, they're perks. That's what they are. When you uh, when you contribute to the Motor City Gaming GameZilla podcast, you get perks. And some of those perks are influencing the show, free games every month, game giveaways, and uh, access to private channels on our Discord server. So, you. Thank can have you. a private chat with me. Actually... You could schedule that. Ooh. I don't know why they'd want to do that, but... Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting turned on just hearing them say it now. <laughs> okay, great. That was, the, that was the worst Patreon plug I've ever heard. So I'm going to let everybody know we're going to do another plug at the end of the show. And Jazzy, that gives you quite a bit of time <laughs> to get something out of your ass to have a better plug with. Can we put Jazzy on uh, probation next week? Yes, he's about to be on probation. Let, I'm getting replaced by Mike. Uh, so it's Retro even... Mike. Get the get get his surname right. Okay, fine. Retro. <laughs> Mike. I'll work on my pitch. Good <laughs> yeah, there. See, look at yeah. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready to snipe your spot. Snake it. Snipe it. Maybe snake snipe it. That's Stop right. It. <laughs> he even knows this music. That's even worse. You are doomed. You are doomed. All right. Well, Patreon. Head on over there, support us. We want to thank everybody that's already been a supporter. We're going into month two, and we're about to do our March game giveaway. So thanks to everybody that's already jumped on board. You've been a huge help. <sighs> let's uh, let's go around the room real quick. I don't know what everyone's been doing this weekend. It's kind of blurry to me. It may be due to lack of sleep, but we're going to start with our guest, Retro Mike. How's it been going? What uh, what have you been up to? Nothing big's happened. No, I no nothing at all. I just kind of I had Friday off work, so I just kind of laid around, mm. slept. Yeah. Um, I actually did pick up this little thing called a switch, though. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's just been pretty much uh, Zelda the entire weekend. I did get one two switch and Bomberman. Had haven't made it to Bomberman yet. Um, one two switch was kind of a bust. I knew I knew it wasn't going to be my favorite game ever, but it's actually a little. First of all, I played the baby game and it's amazing. I don't. I, it's preparing me for to have a child. Okay. I don't, th there's a baby one. I didn't. I don't know. If I, I thought one. I was preparing you to have a child. Well, you're gonna have my child. Mm. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh god. 
So, <laughs> a California cheeseburger. Oh my god. Um, all right. So you've been playing the Switch. You've been playing Zelda. Yeah. We're gonna get more into it, but uh, so we're not, I'm not gonna even ask you what you think right now. But thanks for sharing, Jazzy. The only one that did not jump on this bandwagon. That's right. How, how have you been on this horrible weekend that you've had? Very little Switch. First of all, let me get something off my chest. I've always known you had a little Switch. I'm wearing ah. a hat for everybody that's okay. in the live stream of Overwatch. Fuck this game, all right? <laughs> I hate this goddamn game. Let me tell you why. I did my 10 prelim matches. Oh, God. Last go. year, I ended at, like, 50 points out of Platinum. 50 points and I would have been platinum. I had to win one more game. I could have been platinum. I was high gold. I did my 10 prelim matches. I lost five games, won three games, and drew two games. So not that great. However, I'm thinking, okay, man, maybe they'll place me low gold or some high silver. I'll just get right back up there. No, I'm fucking bronze. 1,300 points, <laughs> bronze. I dropped down almost four ranks. I'm never playing Overwatch again. And I'm going to write a blog about it. I doubt it. You don't ever write blogs. As soon Nobody as I calm down. <laughs> God, I hate that game. Cable 2 Cax was playing with me, too. He's like, oh, man, I'm only a couple wins away from Diamond. Uh, you want me to help you with the prelims? Okay, sure. Fucking bronze. <laughs> okay, Deadite Night. How's your weekend been? Uh, it was full of Hyrulean adventure. That's good. All right. Yeah, cool. And um, we would ask Cable normally, but again, he's in timeout, and I'm just going to shout over there and say, what? Uh, where did you finish with ranked? Uh, I'm still platinum. High platinum. High platinum, he High says. High platinum. Okay. All right. Well. At least he's not fucking bronze. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I signed on to play a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn this weekend, and... I saw that Jazzy, Cable, they were all jumping on Overwatch. I was like, oh, they're getting their, you know, uh, prelim matches done. <laughs> and then just randomly, Jazzy, everybody else was still playing Overwatch, but Jazzy wasn't anymore. And I was like, oh, he just, you know, he switched over to Horizon. And then I looked in the Discord server and he's like, fuck Overwatch. I'm never <laughs> playing it again. Stupid as hell. And But no explanation as to why. So I'm like, hmm. Okay, well. Maybe he's just going through his typical Genji hate or something like that. And then he finally tells me what happened. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's rough. Like, what's the point difference then? You were at uh, – it over, it's over a 1,000 variants, right? Yeah, it was, I was at 20, 20, high 2,400. So, like, 1,100. Um, yeah, I, I lost 1,100 points. That's easy to make up. You just got to spend the next three months playing nothing but Overwatch. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. What do you think? I have cable 2KX? <sighs> Oh. What? <laughs> what? No, hold on. Five hold Mile on. Rick, Gangster Ass Rick got gold where he, and where did he Jazzy put this? got okay. bronze. All right, well, my weekend's been full of Switch play. Uh, I have been jumping around playing Zelda, Bomberman, 1-2 uh, Switch, Snipper Clips, and Shovel Knight. Those, that's been, been the games I've been playing. Along with, I did fit in about six more hours of Horizon Zero Dawn, and that game is... For all the people that maybe didn't get a Switch or they aren't interested in the new Nintendo system, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that you must play. So there, there, there you have it. There's the one piece of non-Nintendo hype we're gonna we're gonna get for the day. That's what I did. 14 hours of it this weekend. Nice, nice. All right. Well, 
that's what we've been playing. You can always let us know what you're playing on our social media, Motor City Gaming, on Facebook, Instagram, and then Gaming in Detroit over on Twitter. So chime in there. Make sure to join the GameZilla podcast group. It is a private group on Facebook that is our gaming community. It's where people hang out, talk about all things gaming, set up raids, set up times to game, um, set up times to beat Jazzy and Overwatch. Things like that all happen in the group. So make sure you go to the GameZilla podcast group and ask to join. Anything else before we get into the news? No? Here's the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. And the download's empty because we said, fuck the news this week. We're going to make our own goddamn news about 1-2-Switch. And that's it. We're just going to talk about 1-2-Switch. 28 mini games. The possibilities are endless. You got things like telephone. You got things like crying baby. You can shave your own face. Why would I? <laughs> milk right. a cow. You can milk a cow. Yeah, um, we're not actually going to. We'll probably talk a little bit about 1-2-Switch, but I'm not going to. I'm just joking. Before everybody signs off, we're not going to spin the whole news channel talking about 1-2-Switch. We are going to talk about the Nintendo Switch launch, along with The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild getting pretty good reviews, I would say. Some might call them perfect. So, um, I want to go around the room real quick first, though, and say, and ask, first 24 hours, your first initial thoughts after owning a Switch, we'll start with our guest, Retro Mike. Um, so far, it's actually exceeded my expectations with, I, I, it feels really well thought out. I, yeah, for the, for the system... For the presentation that we watched and the the lead up to the launch, it does. It feels like a real thought out system. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. Um, I don't, I don't know. I've I haven't been able to put it down. I've actually been using it handheld more than anything, and just it's so everything's so seamless. Everything just works. It just does what it's supposed to do. All right, Jazzy, what do you think of your... Oh, that's right. I'll tell Go you Go fuck July. yourself. But what about Dead Eye Night? So let me real quick regale you with my tale, because I went a slightly different route to get a Switch than everyone else in this room. I had a pre-order from Target.com, and I found out uh, it wasn't going to be here until this week. And I decided that was unacceptable on Thursday. The hype train got you. The hype train got me. I was like, I'm not going to waste a whole weekend of playing Zelda. So I went and I lined up at the Best Buy. <laughs> I was like a mile from my house. And I didn't just line up. I started the damn line. <laughs> you were in line by what time? 7.15. 7.15. And it was like, with the wind chill, it was close to zero. <laughs> it was cold and it was snowing. Yeah. And I started the line. And so I was out there roughly four-ish hours, four, four and a half, whatever it was, uh, before they did the tickets. I got ticket number one for my gray system, and they let us go you know, back into our cars to warm up. By this point, I couldn't feel my feet. I was sitting on a step stool. I grabbed like a blanket that was on my couch. I was ill-prepared for how cold it got and how quickly it got that cold. But I was like, I need to play the Switch now. So 
now all of a sudden the people with their pre-orders are starting to show up because the store they'll let us in the store at 11:30. So at 11:20, there's now a big horde of people at the door. And they're all the people that showed up with their pre-orders. And I was like, no, hell no. These pre-order people are not getting their system before me. And so I walk up and everyone's kind of standing around looking confused. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to let us in at 1130. Uh, you know, if you have a pre-order system, there's a line for pre-orders. And there's a separate line for people that uh, that just stood in line earlier. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And one of the people from the Best Buy comes out. They're like, okay, everyone, you know, form a line uh, and we'll let you in, you know, in groups based off that line. And at this point, I was in like the middle of the like horde of people. And I was like, screw that. I'm not waiting in another line. And I just... I just snaked my way to the front of the second line. I was like, oh, just like weaseled my way through some people when they were like all confused about forming another line. And I went ahead and was now second in the other line while all the pre-order people were confused because they didn't have line standing experience that I had. Got in, was the second person rung up, the first person to walk out of the building with my Switch. And I was home playing Switch within 15 minutes. So 12.15, I had it hooked up and I had Zelda going, and it was awesome. Um, I will say that so far the experience of being able to play the Switch um, anywhere, you know, my wife wants me to watch uh, some reality TV with her. Cool. I undock. I'm upstairs hanging out with her on the couch playing Zelda while she watches Total Divas. Like it's, I'm playing Zelda right now. He's literally doing it right now. So um, that aspect of it, which was what I was excited about, has been great. Um, I actually really like the Joy-Cons. Um, I've played with your Pro Controller a little bit, and uh, I'm not going to steal your experience of talking about playing Bomberman in a group. I'll let you talk about that, Grim. but so far uh, my Nintendo hype is it keeps rolling, and I'm absolutely loving the system and loving Zelda. Ugh. <sighs> Yes, I um, I'm in love with the system. It's, it's a. Can we can we cut the uh, snake music? This isn't really my my gig. It's because you didn't have to crawl and claw and fight for a switch. You just pre-ordered one. I did. Yeah, the day one like after softy after the presentation and after I was done yelling at my TV and basically saying rest in peace Nintendo. I still pre-ordered one because, like I said in previous shows, I'm going to support Nintendo until the day they die. And so I didn't feel great about the Switch until I went to PAX South and got it in my hands and realized it was something special. But I didn't realize it was this special. I did not expect it to affect me in the first 24 hours the way it has. And Zelda is amazing. And what Retro Mike has said about being able to, you know, go from the TV to handheld and just and just with such ease is so cool. And that was where I thought the system was going to really shine. And it does, but it was the first time that we all huddled around this little screen threw Bomberman in it. And we were all at work Had four people playing Bomberman at lunchtime. And it was amazing. We, we had no idea what we were doing. We put the game in that. It's like, I think we just slide my joy cons on your screen and it sinks them. Sure. Done. Pull them off. Hit the triggers. All four players are are already ready to go. Ten seconds later, we're in the game and we're playing multiplayer. It was just so easy, and that's that's the thing. It, it feels really well thought out, and I think Nintendo's marketing and Nintendo's decision to stay very quiet until the launch made it. We we were uneasy. We didn't expect this to happen, and now it's happening, and it's a great surprise. But 
we play Bomberman at lunchtime and we're screaming. I mean, the cafeteria is either A, they either leave because we're annoying them or they're they're standing behind us watching us. And then they're going around the office telling everybody that there's these crazy guys in the cafeteria playing a video game, you know, all huddled around each other. It, that was so special. That At that moment, I knew the system has a very unique ability that I haven't seen since the N64. And that is the couch multiplayer aspect, co-op and just straight up multiplayer. And we were playing on this little screen and it was enough though. We were, we were having fun. We could all tell what we were doing and it just doesn't exist. Nowadays you have to buy a PlayStation 4 and Retro Mike has to have a PS4 and we got to go sit at our own houses, have an internet connection, throw a headset on and talk to people over the internet and play games over the internet. And I get it. Yes. We can land party and we can do these things, but not this easy. Not this just, it's just cool. This just the ability of how you can do it is so cool. And that was the thing I took away. When we left, it was launched. It was, so it was Friday. It was launch day, technically the third. We left lunch and I thought we would, you know, we were all itching to play the Switch, right? We're like, oh my God, I can't wait to get home and play the Switch. I'm like, well, lunch will help because we'll get to play it a little bit and then we'll go back to work. And it actually made it worse because it was such an amazing experience that all I wanted to do is get home and, and, and play with this device more. I love it. I love everything about it. Bomberman is a great multiplayer game at launch to uh, to get into. Snipper Clips is also a really fun game to get into um, if you're looking for a cooperative multiplayer game. And then, of course, um, you know, for the solo RPG fans, Zelda is... It's unbelievable. Let's let's just move. Let's. I think we're good to slide into Zelda here. Zelda's getting ten out of ten. Ten out of ten reviews. Perfect game. Some you know calling it one of the, it's one of the highest reviewed games of all time. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. I personally only have about six hours into the game because I have been putting time into Horizon and other things. But we have a couple people here that have put more time into this game. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time to talk about it, but I think we're going to start with Retro Mike, and then Ethan's going to be able to uh, close this out. Deadite's going to close this out. You bought this system at launch because you're a Nintendo fan, but you also bought it because Zelda, because they gave you Zelda at launch. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Where Where are you at? Well, uh, I mean, the reason I don't have a Wii U is because there was never a dedicated Zelda game for the Wii U, so that's why I had to pick this up right away and. Just putting it in and getting started with with the game, just uh, it's at first it's almost overwhelming because of how huge it is. It's there's just so much and it's just like everything's interactive. It just it just feels everything's interactive. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Brick Bitch started playing it on the Wii U before she talked me into buying her a Switch and that whole horrible road. But I'm an enabler. Yeah, you're an enabler. Thank you for getting an extra switch, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but she's playing on the Wii U, and I've already, you know, I'd already played my five hours or whatever. And she's like, "So, can you uh, cut a tree down?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I, I didn't even try." She just runs over to a tree, pulls an axe out, cuts it down, and I'm like, "Oh, no, you you don't get to hold this. Come on, let me play what, it a little bit. What so do you that think I can... this is?" Don't play too much because that's my my save file, bitch. Anyways, she she's like she cuts the tree down and all the apples fall out of it. And I go, son of a bitch! That's how it's easy to get the apples. Like I'm sitting there with my bow, wasting arrows shooting apples <laughs> on the damn tree. 
you know, and then and you know, and that's the that's the funny thing. So long story short, she gets to the same point that I'm at, but I watched her whole playthrough, and I and she took a completely different path than I did, different quests, different everything to end up where we with that single like first mission point. And so I right then and there, I was like, this is really cool. People are really going to be able to play this however they want. And because of it, there's so many different paths that people can take to get to, you know, the points they need to take. You know, a lot of times people it, games are tricked where it's like, yeah, it's open world. Yeah, you could do anything. But really, to progress the story, you all go down the same path. And the fact that this game isn't like that, it's it's very unique and, and really one of like first of its kind I'm not saying maybe there's some games out there that yes there you can make choices and you can go down different paths but this is truly like walk your own path because there really isn't one written for you and it's really weird because it almost feels at sometimes it almost feels too big like I don't know what I should do next because technically there is no direction <laughs> but anyways keep going keep going retro yeah and it's it's just different than any other Zelda game, but it still feels like Zelda, and it's still really fun to play. It's just completely different. I mean, with me, I'm I'm an explorer, so I always got to check every little every little cave, every little everything, um, and that's something I struggle with in this game because I probably have I don't know three times as much playtime as you right now, but I'm probably half as far, um, just because I've I've looked for every little secret I can, try to find every little path I've. You're still in the plateau, right? I just got out of it yeah. today. So yeah, so I'm farther than you in five hours, but you've put in like twenty hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's see, but that's what I mean. I love that. That's fantastic. I was watching Jade fight things in the plateau that I never saw. I was yeah. like, "Where's that at? What ma- what part of the map are you in?" She's like, "The plateau." I'm like, "What?" So it almost makes me feel bad. Like I should go back and and explore more. I mean the pl- the plateau map alone is like the map of some Zelda games, I feel it, like. It's it, like. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when I realized that that, that <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, the map looks pretty big. And then I'm like, oh, that's just the plateau. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you oh! Zoom, you zoom out and there's all the blank space around <laughs> you. You're like, wow. Yeah, it's it's massive. I, I'm super impressed at this game. And um, Deadite, this has been, I think, a dream come true for you. So why don't you give us some thoughts on Zelda? So my hype was really big for this game. Uh, like most video gamers, I have a a strong relationship going to Legend, going back a long time for the Legend of Zelda. But I had honestly gotten out of the series for quite a while because Twilight Princess sort of flopped with me. I put about twelve hours into that game and then stopped. Um, so I I'd been out of it for about a decade now, over a decade realistically, because uh, Twilight Princess launched in 06. And so getting back into it right away, the game looks beautiful. Um, the new mechanics took a little bit of getting used to just the way Link controls. There's, you know, I just was playing through Ocarina and just doing dodging and things like that when you're in combat. are It's a different thought process, the way you have to approach combat in this game, which is different than Zelda's been since Ocarina of Time. Um, so there, there's been some adjustment there, but the... The feel, the spirit of adventure that fills this game is amazing because it is. I can look and just see miles away and go, I can go there. I can see what's going to be there. And odds are I'm going to find a monster that's going to murder me. And I realized maybe I should have been a little more careful. Like there's danger everywhere. And I'm, I'm really 
drawn to keep exploring. Um, now, I I have a few things about the game that I'm I'm not loving, and I, I want to know what you guys think about this. Um, one, it I find it really frustrating how quickly your weapons break. Okay, so first of all, that that mechanic in itself is so different, right? And, yeah. and the idea here is that everything you pick up has a lifespan. It 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 breaks down, and there's and you don't repair it, right? It's not like, but I think the the two things to stay to state about this is it's not normal of Zelda to be to do this. It is very common of what I'm going to call and and like I don't mean this in a bad way, but what I'm going to call a more advanced or grown up feeling RPG, like a, yeah. like a like a more just brutal RPG. The difference is that this mechanic falls in the middle where you could repair and you could do things in in maybe a more like you know, brutal RPG. Here, it's just you find a lot of weapons, right? So, like, yes, things are going to break, and then you move on. But what I can say is as you progress in the story, you are going to find things that are forged better, and um, they will actually tell you this is perfectly forged. It's going to last a long time. So, But it will eventually break still. And I almost like this because it takes the hack-and-slash mentality out of the game, where a lot of times you get into this games like this, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry Jazzy, where you can do whatever you want, so you just start, you know, rapid hitting buttons and firing off more excessive amounts of arrows and, and, and just stabbing everything that you possibly can see with your staff because there's no repercussion. And so here it almost makes you think like, I can take these enemies out with a with a boulder rolling it into some TNT and that way I don't have to waste my arrows that way I don't have to weaken my my sword and because of it it makes you think more in the game so I wasn't a fan uh starting Zelda I was like ooh this is gonna take a little getting used to but by the time you know I finished my first big play my first big chunk of play I can sit here and say I, I like it because of that fact because I have to sit back and strategize a little bit more instead of just run in and mash a bunch of buttons what do you think retro yeah I agree I, it was weird at first having to get used to stuff breaking um, but it does make you think more uh, also there's a lot you, you get a lot of different stuff stuff that you're not used to getting um, <laughs> yes yeah that too and so you get a lot of weird things, uh, different things as weapons. Um, so it's pretty cool to see just all the, all the different weapons, all the different things you can use, um, things you wouldn't think you'd be able to pick up and use as a weapon. You can. Uh, I, I don't know. There's just it's I, I, it still blows my mind how much how much interaction there is. Just, how much thought was put yeah. into things? Like you know, we we have someone, um, one of the fans here, that literally was in a rainstorm with his metal sword and got struck by lightning and died. He's he's fighting something and his sword started to like spark and he was he's like oh I don't know what's happening I'm this is sweet and then he got struck by lightning and just his body went flying through the air and he was dead and but like I would have and and the fact that it happens the fact that you get caught in a storm you think to maybe switch to a wooden weapon is so cool right but mm -hmm. at the same time if it didn't exist in this game I would have never thought of it as a mechanic I would have been like I would have never been like oh that's it'd be cool if uh, lightning hit your weapons like I would. Like, that's what's cool about it. It's so, I don't know. 
basic and and makes sense. Like you don't go outside in a snow in, in a storm and hold a golf club in the air. You just don't do it, right? So, I I like the mechanic. Um, it does take some getting used to, and there is some frustration because of it. You will find yourself in a situ- in situations where you're, you know, for lack of a better word, fucked. Because you, your best weapon just broke, and you don't have the best backup weapons yet. You got a torch. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, reload. <laughs> or even like how, how you get hearts and stuff, just like with eating the food and cooking. Yeah, I spent I, I spent easily over a half hour just cooking, just trying to th- find out the different concoctions I could make. Right. Yeah. Nope. Let's go back to the deadite though, because he's the one that brought up the the mechanics. What what are you brought it over to us? You got our thoughts. What are your thoughts? So, so the, like I said, because even the the base of the combat differs so much from from other Zelda games, it's taking me a while to get used to 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 break the conventions of what I know and how I need to approach and play this game. Because if you were to play an, an older Zelda game, and pretty much anyone prior to this, you can lock on. You're going to hold up your shield until you get an opportunity, and then you're going to go in with the sword, and then you'll win. You know, like, that's how you did basic combat, where here your shield can easily break. The enemy can easily get around you. You have to use the jump button, which Zelda games don't normally have a jump button. You You have a jump button. You have to use the jump button to get out of the way to make yourself an opportunity to attack. Um, the AI seems very intelligent. Grim's clearly mad that Jazzy keeps dying. No, he's on a fucking tower right now. I don't even know where he's at. He ran right back. You ran all the way through the mountains that I fought through. Yeah. Oh, you son of... And I have a ha- I have a quarter of a heart left. Yeah. What the... F- I yeah. might have uh, You started to parasail and stopped. You ran me back. Wait, time out. Hold on. Hold on a second. We're... we're where am I? Imagine how much fun and excitement you did. You you're ran have me back through the, the mountains. Oh God, I'm ill right now. I'm just gonna put that down. Good work, Jazzy. Good work. Sorry. This is the last time I ever let you touch my switch for to play games or sexually. Okay. Uh. So. So it's I as a player have had to evolve with this game to change my line of thinking um but you know these these things that i'm talking about other than i i do feel like the weapons break too quickly like i feel like you get two uses out of a sword i just got and now i'm back to using a club that i had to beat up a guy to take like i just wish they i could get 20 minutes out of a sword you know what i mean but i don't i get three um, so that that's a frustration that I think I'm going to feel until, you know, like you said, if I get down the road and stuff lasts longer, I'll be quite pleased by that. And I guess the satisfaction will build. I'm still too early in the game. Um, I don't know how many hours I've logged, but I feel like I spend almost my entire weekend um, off and on playing, you know, hours on end sitting on the couch watching TV and playing this. So I, I don't know how far I am. I know I'm farther than both of you in the game. And that's where my second sort of, I think, I don't want to call it a grievance, but maybe an area that I don't like. Um, And it's because of me as a player, not for the game. I don't normally play big open world games. I play games that are more linear story-driven games. It's just 
I have a hard time focusing and doing things when it's just a, a big world, hey, you can go do this, or hey, you need to go do this next. So I've already hit a point where I look at my quests and I go, okay, I can't do that because I'm not strong enough. I can't do that because I'm not strong enough. I can't do that because I'm not strong enough. Uh, if I do that, I will freeze to death. Um, oh, so I guess I'm on trying to do more of the main story. I've al I already feel a little bit lost in this giant world. And I think that's, that's me struggling with that, not saying that it's bad design. I'm just saying that I'm not used to that and I'm having a hard time with it. I mean, I, I get that. Um, these types of games, like like you said, I, I've I've said that Horizon Zero Dawn is more of a linear open world RPG. It it's kind it kind of pushes you down this one path, and I like that. I like being able to explore a little bit, and then eventually just get pushed in a direction. Same with um, Final Fantasy Fifteen was a great example of that. That game got super linear near the end of it. And I like that because by the time I start to lose a little bit of interest, by the time I'm just kind of like, all right, I've got, you know, 100 hours into this game. I'm tired of going around and doing, you know, side missions and stuff like that. It is a little bit easier or, or maybe we're a little bit used to the fact that you just jump on this path and, and you kind of get directed through the rest of the game. Zelda's not going to be like that, except in the sense that you know you have to go tackle really in the end these four things you know no spoilers but these four places right and i think with enough with enough zelda games out there we can sit there and we can call them dungeons we can you know we know we know that they're elemental usually and we know that you need to complete these in order to get certain items so that you can go and win the final battle but the crazy thing about this game is that if you wanted to head straight to ganon our villain, right? Again, no spoiler there. But if you wanted to run straight to him and try to take him on, you technically could. That's what's crazy about this game is that we're gonna find we're gonna get some gamer out there that's got like, you know, three hearts and a club, and he's gonna go beat Ganon. <laughs> like it's gonna happen. You know that, right? Like that's what's crazy about this game is that you're gonna have people that complete it in such different ways. You know, you'll have the completionist like Retro Mike that's going to go through the entire game and he's going to beat it the way, really, it was supposed to be beaten. And then you're going to have all these people that manipulate the game and they shorten the gameplay. And maybe it's not the way we want to play it, but it's still interesting to see, just like it's interesting to watch someone play Dark Souls and beat it with no armor. The guy's running around naked and he glitches through to the last last level and he beats the final boss. Like, like it's it'll be interesting and we know it's going to happen because... It's possible. You can run there and make that fight if you want to try it. But yeah, I get it. it sometimes this game feels overwhelming. Like, okay, besides this one little person I'm supposed to go talk to, I have no idea what else I should do. And that's like, again, when you watch, when you listen about other people's gameplay or I watch Brick Bitch play, I go, I feel like, like example, I went and did the cold shrine with peppers. Okay. I didn't know there was a cold tunic that you could get. A padded tunic? Didn't know it was a thing. Didn't even know it existed. So now I don't have it. I'm, I'm out of the plateau. I don't have it. I can go back and get it, I'm sure. But, well, maybe I can't. 
I did it with peppers as well. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is like, so that at first was like, oh, that's cool. I did it a different way, but then I thought about it. And I go, well, son of a bitch, she has a padded tunic that she could just equip. I gotta go eat peppers every time I want to do something, and it puts a time restriction on me. You know, like so. I'm frustrated by that, but at the same time, I'm intrigued by it. So yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Jazzy, here, I made this for you, okay? It says Jazzy on it. It's a file. It's your own file for Shovel Knight. This is what you're allowed to do with the Switch. If I ever see you in Zelda again, I'm cutting your hands off. Dun, 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 oh, hey, Jazzy, let me dun, play this show tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right. So, <laughs> get me far in my file. So, those are the couple things that you're concerned about. Yeah. I, I, you know, like I said, they, they, they go from concerns to gripes. I would, I would say my not liking how quickly my, uh, my weapons are damaged is a gripe. And as a player, my concern of not being able to manage the open world, I guess. Yeah. I could see that. Um,. I guess with problems, do you have anything that uh, is bugging you right now about Zelda? Retro? Um, I Honestly, they're probably the same as Ethan over there. Um, just, uh, I, I do feel the weapons sometimes do break a little too uh, too quickly. Um, I, I remember when I was exploring around and I happened to see like a sword and a rock on like this really high pillar. And I'm like, oh man, that's got to be a great sword. <laughs> so I swam over there, climbed up, got it. And it goes, oh, you got a rusty broadsword. <laughs> I remember that. Yep, yeah, I remember that one too. And I was like, oh, fantastic. And it lasted like a minute maybe. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, th- there's that. And then I, I'm the same way. I'm kind of like OCD about checking stuff. So when it's when it's so big, I'm taking so long checking stuff, I have to try to keep myself on track and, and not continue to check stuff. Um I'm pushing I'm pushing more because I know if I play the game like you and this is how you play the game so that's for you it'll work. If I play that way, I will I will eventually give up on Zelda. I will not beat it and I will move on to something else because by the time I get even close, Splatoon will be out and I'll my attention span will be gone and it'll all be downhill from there. And I may revisit it you know, a couple years down the road type thing, but I have to be a little bit more aggressive, otherwise I get lost, and by the, and then I eventually just stop. So here's something I, I just thought of I want to bring up. I gravitate towards games that are quick quick games to play. I like getting in a couple reps of Mortal Kombat, moving on with my day. I like playing a couple of matches of Overwatch, You know, spend 20 minutes doing that, move on with my day. I don't think I would be playing Zelda if it wasn't on a portable system where I felt like I have the opportunity to put that time in when it's convenient for me, not when I'm tied to my TV. Oh, absolutely. And I think that says a lot about the appeal of the Switch because I just know that it's the reason I'm not playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Even if I wasn't playing Zelda, I may not have bought Horizon Zero Dawn because I have the time to commit to a game that big right now. Yeah. But because this is a portable system, I can play on the lunch break. I can play, like I said, I can play when my wife wants to watch TV together or when I'm uh, waiting, you know, watching my wife cut my father-in-law's hair on Saturday morning. <laughs> when I was we, like, cool, I'm playing yeah. Zelda. You take as long as you want cutting that hair. When we went to um, to Cadoba for our Switch, Switch meet party, and like there was just a bunch of us sitting at tables playing Zelda. Then we then we all stopped for a second, played some Bomberman together, and then another, somebody else went off, started playing Zelda again. We got snipper clips going. So like the 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 ability to is just it's unbelievable. It was like oh it's time to go meet everybody at Kadoba, okay, 
and I literally I I grab my my little case right here. I just grab my case and I'm like holy shit, I have everything I need right here. <laughs> like, it's so easy, and it's just so like, no matter what you want to play, if you want to go play Zelda by yourself in the park, or you want to go, or you're meeting up with friends to go play, you know, Bomberman, it's it's literally, you just grab the device from the dock, you throw it in your case, and you go. And it's, I don't know, every time that something like that happens, I just am reminded, like, wow, there's nothing else like this. This is so cool. And because Zelda exists on this platform, and when we can sit there and say things like Pokemon, things other other big titles like this exist on the Switch, it's going to be one of the coolest devices for a long time. With that being said, let's talk uh, Zelda. It's been getting a lot of ten out of tens. What? Uh, let's give it our own rating here on a ten on a ten point scale, starting with the Deadite Knight. What are you going to initially give Zelda with your time you have in it? Eight. I'm going to give it an eight. And, again, I know that a lot of personal bias comes into that. I said I have a couple grievances. Um, but the game is – normally I don't play this kind of game. So the game is so good that it's drawing me in to play it. Um, so I, I think eight is a fair score out of me for my flavor of games. Okay, and then if you were to score Ocarina of Time – Ocarina is a 10. Is I a, love Ocarina. It's a perfect 10. Okay. Yeah, Ocarina, so there you go. So Breath of the Wild is not far off, though. It's still getting a high mark for you. Yeah, and and, where, and what would you give uh, Twilight Princess? Six, five. I like. Six is generous. You know yeah, you want to give it a six. Yeah. Come on. And I like, I want to. If I had Twilight Princess HD remake on the, on the Wii U, maybe I would have got more into it. Right after the Switch like announcement, I went back and tried playing. Uh, it on the Wii, and I was like, ah, oh, this game's hard to look at. It didn't age well. I'm going to move on with my life. And I hate playing as a stupid dog. Thank God it's you have to do that. It's a wolf. It's a damn dog. Um, but uh, I think if we maybe come back in a couple months and you ask me, I may tell you, oh, my God, 10 out of 10, best game I've ever played. It may happen. But, yeah. you know, initial weekend with it, it's an 8 for me, 8 out of 10. All right. Well, um, I think one thing I want to bring up that it was a story that Retro Mike told me about, and this goes back to this game and why I think it's getting 10 out of 10s, why it's getting praised. <laughs> Retro Mike saw this situation. There's some enemies, and there's TNT barrels, and there's a fire. And he said, I wonder if I shoot my arrow through the fire and then hit the TNT box, what would happen? Because I don't have any fire arrows. And sure shit, it lit on fire, blew up the blew up the barrel, and killed everything. And that's what I mean. Like every little thing is thought about in this game, where it's like Horizon Zero Dawn is pretty. Don't get me wrong; it is a beautiful game. It is a great game. But there are so many aspects of Horizon Zero Dawn where you can run up to something and it does absolutely nothing. It's just there for looks. And I feel like in Zelda almost everything is interactive. Like, you can climb anything you want. You can scale anything you want. You have a stamina bar, so you have to make sure that you're going to be able to get to a resting point. Otherwise, it's probably not a good idea to climb it. But everything in that game is accessible, and that's why it, it, it feels so massive, but also why it's special. Uh, and unlike any open world I've ever played. And that's the thing I think it's special about this. It is an open world game unlike any open world game I've ever played. All right. Um, what did uh, what did Retro want to rate it? 
Um, on a 10-point scale. On a 10-point scale, I'm, I'm going to give it right now, I'm going to give it a 9. Okay. Um, things that I still want to figure out, uh, my favorite parts about uh, any Zelda game is going to be you know solving puzzles in like a dungeon. I just love trying to figure stuff out. Um, and, and right now I've got, I've got a little taste that, and it, they're really small in the beginning. Um, With so, the shrines, right? Yeah, the shrines, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just, I'm not far enough to know if, uh, I, I'm just hoping that it's not a situation where they spent so much time on making this giant open world that maybe the dungeons suffer a little. So I'm really hoping when I get to more in-depth gameplay that it's going to live up to, uh, you know, some quality dungeons and stuff. But uh, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'll give it a nine. I will, uh, I'll follow you and I will give it a nine. And the reason it doesn't get a perfect 10 for me is because I'm still adjusting to the fact that there are a lot of aspects that don't feel like Zelda. And I, I am, I don't hate that. I'm not unhappy with that. I'm just unsure. Like it's weird. Like example would be the weapons breaking. It is very strange. And because of it, it's like, I get this weapon you know, and I don't want, again, no spoilers, but there's some really cool weapons I've seen my friends get who are 20, 30 hours into this game. And I'm like, that is so cool. And then I watch it break. And, I, and like, I'm like, inside, I'm like, no, it's gone. Like, I'm like, no. You know, and then like, they find the next great item. And so, like, I guess I just can't get attached to anything, you know, and that's okay. And obviously, Again, without spoilers, we can assume there may be a select items out there in this game that don't break. Like a master sword, okay? Like again. Yeah. That's all I'm just gonna stop right there. I don't wanna spoil anything. But you know, there are gonna be things like that. In the end though, that is the one thing I've been trying to wrap my head around and really just feel okay with because sometimes it's like I'll find a bow and I'm like, yeah, this bow's sweet and then it breaks on me and all I have is like a shitty bow left over and I instantly feel like I just regressed, which I did technically, right? But then I, I kind of get put in this situation like, oh, well, fuck this game. <laughs> like, I was like, damn it. And then I find a new bow and it's all love again. So Like you said, I might come back and and up at a point, but it's still a solid 9 out of 10 for me. The game is beautiful. And and the amazing thing is watching on a 65-inch screen and then grabbing the the Switch, pulling it into handheld mode, and just still being in awe of this game on the tablet. So, Yeah, the screen looks great. Yeah. I know everyone, everyone, anytime you've gone anywhere and they talk about the Switch, they're like, oh, the screen looks awesome. It it really does. It's sweet. All right, so let's talk launch titles besides Zelda. You know, it is um, primarily we're looking at Bomberman, Super Bomberman R, which has been a a very nice surprise. I was excited for Bomberman R just to play some Bomberman, you know, just to play some multiplayer Bomberman. And the story mode and the comic book, like, um, um, cutscenes, cutscenes, and the co-op story mode all those things were really nice surprises where I was like there's more gameplay to this game there is it's totally worth its price point and I'm I'm super happy I think anybody that's touched Bomberman I know Retro bought it but like Deadite was like well maybe I'll buy it and then he played it and every time he's played it he goes damn I need Bomberman so 
I uh, I have to I, you know I'm not gonna give it a, a per, like a nine out of ten like like I did the other ones, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. It's a solid game with that's gonna allow you to try out the online and uh, and local multiplayer aspect of the Switch. I think it's a must-have for your launch titles. Retro, I think Retro Mike's gonna agree because he already bought it. But uh, what do you think? You got any input on it? I know you haven't really played it. Yeah, I I mean I I've been too uh, too much into. Zelda right now I, I haven't got around to playing it yet but I've from I've watched it a lot um, from other people playing it and it, I mean it looks fun it looks really fun so um, I mean it was def- definitely something I wanted to pick up because I, I know I'll enjoy it for sure okay Deadite what, uh, anything on Bomberman? I mean Bomberman's in the wheelhouse of the type of games I like to play sort of arcade style you know simple levels but you know fun and intense gameplay I've loved Bomberman games in the past and uh it's it. I. It's pretty much a guarantee it'll be the next game I buy. It's between that or Shovel Knight, and it's more than likely going to be uh, Bomberman. So I had a blast playing it on lunch and watching you and Jazzy play story mode before the show. I was like, yeah, need it. Yeah. Now we got Jazzy who hasn't been talking much because he's addicted to Shovel Knight. But you did play some Bomberman earlier tonight. What did you think? I did. Uh, man, I like that game a lot. It's. I think the biggest thing for. Obviously, I don't have a Switch yet, but um, the biggest thing, um, getting my hands on the one here at the studio of Grimlocks, the biggest thing is the couch co-op. Being able to sit down and the ease, like he was saying before, sit down with your friends. I didn't even need a system. You know, you could pull the Joy-Cons off. You know, it is it is a little small in your hand. I couldn't play on it all day, but for sitting down and playing for 20 minutes, it was it was fine. And being able to sit down, play with your friends, going through these little kind of creative levels and stuff like that, it, it just brings back the nostalgia of when we were kids yeah. and going to each other's houses, spending the weekends and spending the night uh, on weekends so that we could play video games together. Like, it, it just brought all that back. Yeah, and by and when you're saying Joy-Cons, just so everyone understands, we played where we were using, each were using one Joy-Con. I wanted to yep. do this on, per- like, we, I have a pro controller. I could have easily used a pro controller, taken the uh, Joy-Cons and put them on the grip, and we both could have had full-blown controllers. But I wanted Jazzy to use this Joy-Con to show him when you're at a, ca- you know, when, when we're in the cafeteria at work and we sit down and, and kick the kickstand out of this little screen and hand everybody Joy-Cons, it works. Like, I can totally see myself playing Mario Kart at lunch with a little Joy-Con. Now I might pack my pro controller because I'm in fucking I'm in love with this controller. I love 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 the pro controller. But when I'm in that situation where all I have are Joy-Cons and we want to play multiplayer, I have no problem taking those off, splitting them up amongst people and just having a good time because it works and it's super clever uh, how Nintendo designed these. It is one of the most innovative controllers Nintendo's ever made. Period. So um so yeah, Bomberman has been fun. Uh, Shovel Knight is the digital download, the, one of the digital downloads I picked up because it comes with the exclusive DLC to the Switch, um, which I haven't even tried yet because I'm having so much fun playing through the original the original Shovel Knight. So I'm playing that. I'm having a lot of fun. It looks great on the Switch. Then I also picked up Snipper Clips. <laughs> Snipper Clips! The game, the game I had no expectations for. The game that that uh, Deadite has really been, you know, 
hyping up. I told you it was going to be sweet, man. I, I told you I it was going to be. I had no idea sleeper. what it was until I went to the Kadoba meetup, and Xander, co-host of the Legend of Retro, had it on his Switch and said, "All right, you need to try this." He gives me a Joy-Con. We played together. He's like, "So," and I'm like, "What are what are what is Snipper Clips? I don't even know what we do. Like, we cut paper out, and they're like, no, you cut each other." I'm like, "Well, that sounds kind of brutal." Like, I don't know. Is this really a kid's game? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so when we start, he he's showing, you know, like you overlap these two little like pieces of paper, one yellow, one pink or whatever, and you just start cutting pieces out of the other person so that they can push a button or pick up an item or, you know, move this device. Like, it's you're basically shaping your character to solve the puzzle. And... We do a couple rounds, and then he, you know, Cam shows up. Retro Mike shows up, and he says, "All right, I've played this game plenty. It's time for you two to try it out." And so Cam slides in, and every level that, that he would tell us to pick, he wouldn't tell us what to do, right? So he was getting enjoyment out of watching us try to figure it out. So I'll never, for, I'll forget the, I'll never forget the level that had. They had Retro Mike and me just laughing out loud in Kadoba where people were staring at us, and it was. We had to drop this pencil and get it over to a pencil sharpener. And I <laughs> I don't know why it was so funny, but like we had to basically cut a notch out of Retro Mike's head and then at the same time make a like peg for me to hit the button. So we do that. We're like, okay, I think we got it. And we hit the button. It tr- drops the pencil right into Retro Mike. And we're like, we got this. And it starts to just like waver, right? The pencil's just, just like going over. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. No, go the other way. Go this way. And, and then the pencil falls, but we it falls onto us. So I was like, oh, that worked out. Now we can just walk it over. Well, I walk faster than Retro Mike does. And the pencil falls and then it flips over. And we're like, it's chaos. It's complete chaos. We can't get the pencil into the pencil sharpener. And we're losing our minds. I'm like, this game is so cool. <laughs> Long, so then we're like, all right. And this is why this game is unique is you 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 learn by failing. And so I go, you know what? The notch in in retro mic needs to be deeper. So we cut out more of him. Pencil drops in. He can stabilize the pencil better that way. Comes on over, tilts himself, drops it down. We push it into the pencil sharpener. Boom, it's done, and, and we feel like you know accomplished. And I'm like, wow, this is so simple but so cool. And it really you know it shows off again the the fun multiplayer uh, couch co-op features of the Switch. And we go on and we play I don't know four or five more levels. To the point where I just go home and I buy the game. Like I just go home, twenty bucks, just give it to me. This game's awesome. But I had never heard anything of it. I don't think you had ever played it at all, right? No, I had. I had uh, like just seen uh, from when you buy the Switch on like the little news page. I, <laughs> I just saw like the little icon. And that's all I saw. Yeah. I haven't seen anything else about. it. I had no idea what it was. I saw a little bit of gameplay at Pack South, and I was like, "That's like," and it was from a distance, so I was like. Yeah, it doesn't look like my type of game. I'll just, you know, I'll just forget it. And I'm glad, again, I'm glad I got the opportunity. And it was because it's so easy yeah. for someone, you know, for someone to just show you on on their system because it's so portable. It's so uh, easy to share. And so we're having so much fun, right, that 
we all have to go our separate ways. But Legend of Retro was coming over to record. So Xander goes, all right, I'll meet you at your house an hour and a half early so we can keep playing. And so we get to my house and I just, I pull my, you know, my docs there, just grab his, grab his switch, drop it in my dock. Boom. His system's on my TV. Easy. Just painless. And so we, and we, and we play more, you know, we show brick bitch snipper clips and she goes, you have to, you have to, you have to get that. Like, that's so sweet. So I literally just grab his switch, pull it off my dock, throw my switch on there, go to the store, buy it. Like, it's so, I never thought about the dock. Like, I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's got a dock. But I never thought about how other people might have games that you don't have and they just simply go, bloop, and now you're going to play it on your TV. It's so easy and I love it. And Snipper Clips is something that, uh, don't don't sleep on this game. That's all I'm going to say. It was a surprising game, um, well worth the 20 bucks. To quote Sci-Fi AJ, y'all need to wake up. <laughs> y'all need to wake up. Can we can we take a second and talk about the real coup de gras of the Switch launch that I know Grim has been putting some time into? Let's talk Skylanders Imaginators. I know that you have been going off on Skylanders. That's why you're only five hours into Legend of Zelda. It's because you are a straight-up fiend when it comes to Skylanders Imaginators. Someone take that button away from him. <laughs> you are the king of Skylanders now. How does it feel? Where, Tell me about Where the game. did this like gig come from where you started? like like It used to be that I lived in Redford. Now it's that I play Skylanders. You're not playing that? No, what? I, I don't own Skylanders. J- Jazzy, pull it up right now. Show me that he has Skylanders installed in there. Because I know there. that he's not, quote, sleeping on the greatest game at the launch of the Switch. Yeah, um, I'm totally sleeping on that. On How that. could you sleep on Skylanders? Retro Mike, tell him to wake up. You need to wake up. <laughs> 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 Says the guy that also has never played Skylanders. I don't even know what it's about. But it's basically Amiibos meet meets stupid. It's worse than Amiibos. Oh, okay. It's like Gamezilla. It's for the children. Um, <laughs> now, now, Retro Mike, how's how have you been doing on Just Dance? Oh. Killing it. Yeah, you're hurting them. Killing it. Stop, Just letting them know. Stop pulling out all the horrible games. <laughs> Except for 1-2-Switch. We should probably talk yeah. about that. Yeah. <sighs> Please. All right. Well, now that we're done talking about Skylanders and Just Dance, which none of us have played at all. <laughs> Don't speak for yourselves. <laughs> you have not. I spent $200 on Skylanders when my wife wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> she was not there when I bought things at midnight. I'm just like armfuls of Skylanders into a cart. And then, and then the people at Best Buy were like, uh... Are you sure you have like six of one Skylanders? Like you don't tell me how to play Skylanders. You're just you thought they were amiibos, so you bought them all. It's all good. Yeah, I was really disappointed when I didn't get anything in the Great Plateau. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get. I'm sitting there trying to, you know, like why? Why the hell is there a Donkey Kong Skylander? Everything's confusing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, anyways, the the one game we do want to talk about that is a very love or hate. More so hate, I would say, is the one two switch game that came out at launch that is twenty eight mini games. Um and, and so I was told it was thirty three mini games. Maybe there's some that you unlock, but I played it last night and there was sure there was only twenty eight. So I, I'm not sure. Maybe the article I was reading was wrong. But twenty eight mini games 
that really show off the HD rumble. Okay. I'm going to start off on the positive side here, and then we're going to pass it along, and we'll just keep going downhill, I'm sure. But first thing, Xander, again, owns this game. He owns it because he thought it would be a good game to take to church and have fun with the kids. Okay? I think this game has a place. If you have a situation like that, then yes, it can be an enjoyable party game for a little bit. It could be that it could be that type of game. It's for the children. Other than that, I think it's useless. Except for it's showing off what HD Rumble is, and I will step back and say HD Rumble is interesting, where I used to think I was like, this is dumb, who cares? There's a game in there that's called Marbles or something like that. <laughs> like it's just it's just and you technically have this box. And a random amount of marbles are put in the box. And then you tilt it back and forth. Both of you have a Joy-Con. And then you guess how many marbles are in the box. That's it. The amazing thing, though, is that when you tilt the Joy-Con, you feel spherical you know, marbles rolling through your controller from end to end. I, it, it, blow, it blew me away. I was like... Holy shit, it it feels like there's five marbles in this box. So I guessed five, and sure as shit, there's five marbles in the box. And, like, so I, I was blown away with how real it felt. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Now, where I pull back from that now is, how the hell are you going to integrate that into games moving forward that I'm going to give a give two shits? Like, I, I don't know how you're going to build that into a game where I actually care. So that's the only downfall to it. But when we saw the presentation about one ice cube versus two ice cube, and we were sitting there laughing at them and like, we're like, oh my God, rest in peace, Nintendo. What the hell's happening? I get it now. And they're trying to show it off in the one, two switch. It's just, this game didn't, didn't need to be a $50 solo game. It, it should have been Wii Sports. It should have been attached to the console day one to really show off, you know, some of the capabilities of the console. And that's about where I'm at. I had fun playing the quick draw. My favorite one is fake draw where you, it's quick draw, but the announcer says fake words to try to get you to draw early so it'll be like ready fox and like you'll <laughs> pull your gun shoot and disqualify yourself and like one time Xander and I are going at each other and we're just you know we're staring eye to eyes and we're like we're looking and making funny faces getting all getting all serious and it's like fox farm fruit I, I, like he went like seven deep I'm like seriously come on like what the hell and then finally he says fire you know but that I had fun with that. I played the samurai sword game where you catch the blade. It was cool because your fakes, right? Your pump fakes or whatever. Because you're trying to fake the other person, it works. So there's that real there's that part of this game that is actual what do I want to say? It's physical interaction with the other person. It's not all done through the game. So the the whole game is swing the sword and and if he doesn't catch the blade, you win, right? So, but to sit there and just like jolt your shoulders and get someone to try to like shake, 
that's just all you know improv. That's all made up on the fly, and that's pr- that's a, again another cool aspect. Then I played games like Wizard Fight, where I just like swung my Joy-Con around in a circle, and then they said fire, and you just like threw your Joy-Con at each other, and like this beam would go back and forth, and you could counter somehow. And all I know is I lost in about two seconds, and I was like, I don't even want to play that again because that was stupid. Uh, along with like Crying Baby and Shave. And like, just like, or like there was this game, I kid you not, you, you take your Joy-Con and you would sit it on the table, standing up, and then you'd grab it, and you'd lift it off, smooth as you can off the table, and then you would turn it like a timer, like a pie chart, and then you'd set it back down. But if you weren't, if you were too shaky, then you would lose. And you just saw two people doing this. And that was it. That was the game. And I'm like, what? What's the point? The first one to get it a full 360 degrees, like. And this is when I lost all faith for the for the for this game. I got 680 on that one. <laughs> this is when I was like, okay, okay, I'm done. There's a game called Telephone. Yeah. And you take your Joy-Con and you sit it on the table, just like I said, right? And then you wait. And then the phone rings, and the first person that can grab it and pick it to their face wins. So basically, it's draw, it's quick draw with the phone. It's the same damn game, <laughs> just with the phone instead of a gun. Anyways. That's a little bit of a stretch. It's the same game. Who's quicker? That's it. Anyways, I'm going to pass this to Retro Mike before I have an aneurysm. You actually bought this game, so yeah. right? You own it. Yeah, I own it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what What did you tell me at Cadoba? Uh, <laughs> I was pretty disappointed with it. Um, <laughs> I bought it because I I was picturing like I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I do this right for the glitch. He always gets mad. I I say Wario instead of Wario. Oh, okay. So I I, I was picturing it was gonna be like WarioWare. WarioWare, right? Yeah, I say WarioWare. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll go with WarioWare because we like to piss off the glitch. Um. The Legend so, of Retro really pissed him off last week. He, he was he was acting like he didn't even know what I was saying. He's like, what game are you talking about? I'm like, WarioWare. He's like, you mean <laughs> WarioWare? I'm like, yeah, that game. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like that. Um, and uh, I don't know. The game is just, <laughs> it's not. It's just not at <laughs> it's all not. like that. It's not fast-paced at all. There's no... So far, I don't know if... I haven't played that. I played one time um, for a little while. And there's no, like... Um, I don't. I actually, I don't even know if there is like where you can do multiple games in a row, like random or anything like that. There is. There's there is? there's a there's a team battle and things okay. like that where where and it turns it into you set up you set up teams and it can be anywhere from two to twenty players, and then it randomly shuffles the games. So yeah, you can do that. So I I'll have to check that out because I I wonder if it's fast paced like, um, WarioWare, um, WarioWare, WarioWare. Yeah. Um. I don't know, just the games, they're just, they're like, they're showcase games for the, the abilities of the Joy-Con, I feel like. That's all it is. That it, it should have come in the system. It's demos. Yeah. It's, also, it's, how weird is it that it's real people? It's really weird. I think that's one of the, re- <laughs> honestly, that's one of the reasons I think I don't like it. Um, so, yeah, and there's some of the strangest cut people too. The, you have to sit through those awkward cutscene yeah. things that are just strange. There's just <laughs> bad yeah. acting. And nine and, times out of ten, the woman wins every game yeah. in the demos. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird when you have, like, I get it. They were trying to be like diverse and things like that, but like, you have like this like 
very attractive woman, and then you have Humpty Dumpty here as this guy that's like rolling around laughing and slapping his knee, and it's all silent, right? You don't hear them saying anything. It's just it's just so weird. It looks like a dubbed movie without any dubbing. Yeah. It's like just it's, strange. It's very weird. I actually fell asleep playing the game. <laughs> That's a true story. I was on the couch waiting for the game to start, and I fell asleep during one of the cutscenes. Yeah. I also like uh, Deadite would love this. He hasn't played One Two Switch yet, but Deadite would love the uh, the intro to this game with all of the fake like cheering that's going on. It's like Ooh. it's like it's like a laugh track. It's like the worst laugh track cheering track that I've ever heard, and I I don't even. They're just like. Introducing one two switch and it's like ah oh, yeah sweet one two switch like trying to get you all hype. I'm like why is all why is this happening? The the other thing is when you start the game you only have like four or five games. Yeah, but I wasn't paying attention when you start. I was like you just get these games and like we're like well let's play one more. We played one more and then it says oh congratulations right. you opened up these. I I could imagine people being like this is dumb. Stopping and never knowing there was additional games. <laughs> I paid fifty dollars for yeah. five games. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a fan of this. This gets a a three out of ten for me. It, it's only saving grace is that if in a, in a party situation it could be fun for maybe an hour. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a. That's the amount of time I'd want people at my house anyway. So <laughs> sign me up. Like we don't want you switch. Get your ass home. <laughs> Retro, what would you give it? Uh, I'll give it a four, just because there's there were actually were some games that I could see myself sticking to just those games and maybe just having a bunch of people see who could beat each other out after a while. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty repetitive and it's like just the same mechanic over and over in a lot of the games, just with a different skin. Which WarioWare is like that too. I keep going WarioWare. back to like, WarioWare. Now I'm gonna say it right, and it's just gonna feel weird. WarioWare. Uh, I keep going back to that, but. To me, I love that game. The Wii version of that game is awesome. I played. I that's a game I play at parties all the time. So that's why I was excited to get one to Switch, and it just didn't live up to. It should have came in the system. Is all. Just all I'm gonna say. I think the thing about WarioWare is, it's a cartoon. It's fun. It's there's a goofy aspect. That's yeah, not awkward. Yeah, and this is more awkward and trying to be too real. I think is maybe what maybe is where this just disconnects and just never really, you know, hits. So, um, again, the, I it'll think it'll just hold you over till arms. Don't worry. Now that I've played one two switch, I will tell you that arms arms is way more <laughs> of a developed concept, and that's hard to say because I've played arms, you know. But um, yeah, now that I've played one two switch, I definitely have more respect for arms. That's all I can say. I If, if this gets a 3 out of 10, arms gets a 4 out of 10. Nice. <laughs> so. See, Crazy Uncle Braden let me know that I could borrow his copy of 1-2-Switch to try it out. So maybe next week for the show I'll have uh, some thoughts about how it is the second best game after Skylanders. <laughs> you are a terrible person. So. The worst. All right, any other games we want to talk about at lunch, or are, are we pretty much we're, we're good with that? We got Blaster Master coming out, which I'm super excited for. That comes out March 9th, um, so I'll be grabbing that as we get on the airplane for Boston. So I'm pumped. I really want to play Fast RMX, but mm. I don't want to play it enough to buy it. No, I keep watching videos of it, and I go, I just do not want this. It just does not look 
entertaining. If it were eight dollars, I'd have it. Oh, if 20. it was eight bucks, I would have bought it because yeah, yeah. that's the price I would have paid for. Yeah, it. twenty dollars though, no. But I did say that about snipper clips, and then I played it, and I was like, oh, twenty dollars, yes. Yeah, you were wrong, snipper. Clips. I was wrong about snipper clips. Um. Well, that's those are the games we wanted to talk about. I, I think we we touch base on Shovel Knight, Snipper Clips, Zelda, One Two Switch, and did I say Bomberman? It's not Bomberman. Um, I'm pretty happy with the launch titles because so much of your time goes to Zelda. I'm I'm I don't feel like there's a lack of games, and with the with Master Blaster coming next week, you know, or actually in a few days, and then. You know we're we're now coming up on about a month from Mario Kart Eight, along with um, what is it Poyu Poyu Tetris? Yeah, yeah. That I'm I'm really interested in that too. I um, what's hey, the price point on that gonna be? I think it's sitting around that forty dollar mark. Yeah, I mean, so for Gamers t- Club thirty one. Yeah, but for Poyu- if, it, if it was twenty, I'd jump. Yeah, maybe I, it will be twenty. That, I don't know. Yeah, that that's that seems like the right right price point for a thirty year old puzzle game. Yeah, the, again, the reason why it interests me is the multiplayer aspect of that game looks really really fun. So, um, but yeah, so those are some games that we got upcoming with uh, springtime and summertime, bringing us Arms and Splatoon, and then a load of indie games that we saw from, uh, Matt, you know, like I said, Master Blaster, War Grove. Uh, what was the, what was the one fighting game? Was it like Pixel Fighter? I think is what it was called. Was it what's what was the Mister was it Mister Shacky Mister Shaky Mister Shifty Shifty Mister Shifty looked cool. Mister Shifty looked so cool. So, um, yeah, seeing a lot of that stuff and knowing that it's coming this year, there's going to be a lot of cool, cool indies and cool Nintendo first parties. And then we are hoping we get the Virtual Console, you know, this year sometime uh, sooner than later, hopefully. So, um, where are we at with the show? Can I get a, can I get a time? Yeah, we're at an hour 17 and a half. So perfect. Perfect. Good place to get into some, uh, emails. yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about the switch is this. If you had to pick only one aspect of the switch, that's your favorite thing. And it's why you are so happy that you bought in day one. What would it be? We'll start with retro Mike, put him on the hot seat. Uh, versatility. Just, Ooh. Just bam. Just, I don't know. Oh, yeah, come on here and use big words and think you're all <laughs> fancy and shit. Oh, Jazzy's still yeah. on the no, show. No, Jazzy and I will not stand <laughs> for a retro Mike coming here and throwing his college words at us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at me. I have a college education. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, I liked your answer, retro Mike. Versatility makes, makes a lot of sense. What about Dead Eye Night? Uh, console quality gaming within my hand. I agree with with Mike on the versatility is awesome, but it, playing Zelda handheld, I'm like, yep, this is awesome. Yeah, both good answers. Mine's gonna have to be local multiplayer. I I didn't think I'd care that much. I was all I was right on board with the whole. I'm gonna play a ton of Zelda, and that's what I'm gonna do until Splatoon, basically, right? And Day one, that changed. Everything changed for me when I played Bomberman with four, you know, four, four, four player, just so cool. So multiplayer, local multiplayer, all the way. All right. Well, I think it's time to get into some emails. So Jazzy, um, wake up over there. Pass me my switch real quick. Here you go. Come on. I know you don't want to give it up. 
Oh, Jazzy, just in case uh, you didn't know, Skylanders Imaginators also available on PlayStation 4. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jazzy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. Do you want to influence the show? Head over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast and join your fellow Zillas in the GameZilla community by supporting your favorite podcast, the GameZilla podcast. This very show. What is with you and the Zillas? The Zilla activity. I like Zilla. The Zilla right? It's just cool as the hell. Zilla disease. Now just sit there and play your Switch, all right? First of all, you only beat one level. I'm Two. S- where, what two? Oh, he beat a couple. Are he you beat talking king about knight. the first, the first level? That doesn't yeah, count. King knight. He beat the king. He beat one, one real level. The I king took knight. down the king. He's not the real knights. king though. He's just a douche. He's the king of knights, and knights are cool. Our it's first funny. question comes from Sci-Fi AJ. It's a multiple point question. So his first one is. Who is better in the burrito and burrito bowl game? <laughs> Cadoba or Chipotle? I vote for the latter, but I love them both. <laughs> so are we feeling the uh, the Cadoba or the Chipotle burritos slash burrito bowl game? Um man, I I like both, but I'm a I'm a Doba guy, so Cadoba all the way. Man, I I think for me personally, Cadoba and Chipotle are very similar. If I had to pick who had the best burrito slash burrito bowl game, it'd be Pancheros. I mean, Pancheros is a good option too. That's, that's uh, those fresh those fresh yeah. tortillas. I hate to, I hate to you know not not pick one of the two that he listed here, hate, but Pancheros is is my shit. You so. hate to in a very jazzy like way just say whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, Retro yeah. Mike, do you have a thought? Yeah, Retro Mike, how are we feeling about the burritos? Um. I'm not very qualified to answer this question. I've never had Chipotle, uh, but I don't think I've I've maybe had Kidoba once. But I, I'm gonna be out of the box too, and say if you ever need to try Big Ten Burrito BTB oh. as they were forced to change their name uh, to answer. BTB. Um, quite a delicious place here we go just bringing out the ann arbor he had to go and plug one of his local little the, shops there was one in east lansing and it closed yeah closed <laughs> uh i will i will answer my love for burritos started at chipotle but my heart burns with fire for kidoba there was even a point where I got my sister a job at Kidoba so I could get free slash cheap burritos in the town I lived in. I was so jealous of you during that time. At the exact same time, my, at the time, girlfriend, she could have been my fiance at the time, I don't remember, she's the wife now, Pokeyel, worked at a Moe's Southwest Grill an hour away. So, it didn't matter where I was, I was eating burritos multiple days a week for free almost every time and it was truly glorious. If you think he's obese now, you should have saw him then. I was a lardy sack of crap <laughs> at that time, but I was happy, so is there that you really go. That's, all, that's all that matters. Well, there we go. I feel like Kadoba got the better of the two of those there, so, so there you go. Doba. 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 Number two, do you have any advice on what to expect at PAX since you guys are veterans now. 
So for those that don't know, Sci-Fi AJ is coming along with us to PAX East. Because we're going to PAX East! Woo! Woo! Give me Jesse's tickets. I'll go. <laughs> he uh, still has them, actually. I, I do. Know. Wait, yeah, me? I, I mean, I don't anymore. I don't. They're gone. Man. Okay, no, but uh, some <laughs> advice for Sci-Fi AJ. The there biggest, is none because yeah. we've never gone to PAX East. True. Um, it's the biggest packs of all the shows, and we are in for what probably will be a situation that we've never seen with an amount of people in a giant convention center that we've never seen. Its closest thing would be PAX Prime 2015 that we went to, and I will tell you, just try to pick things that you want to do because there's going to be so much there that you will find yourself wasting an entire day kind of going here and kind of going there and never actually really completing anything. And that's the biggest trick is pick the top five, top ten things you want to do and then make sure you do them. That's it. Otherwise, have a good time. Buy, you know, find some stuff you want to buy and and ha just enjoy being around thousands upon thousands of video game fans like yourself. Yeah. Definitely find what you want and and do it because we've had fans that have traveled with us in the past and they're like, oh, I'll just follow you guys around. And then we're like kids in candy stores at these conventions are. We're like, oh, here, oh, we got to go here, we got to go here. I'm going to go to this booth, you go to that booth so we can get some, some cool swag before they run out and we're like gone. Well, see ya. Where'd, where'd Grim and Jazzy go? We don't know. So definitely like speak up find stuff you want to go to and then you know let us know so that we can make sure that you get to those areas because yeah. we want you to enjoy yourself just as much as as we do when we go crazy in these yeah and you're totally welcome to to hang out with us you're totally welcome to to just follow us if you want but you know we also go for business so we're going to be going and you know doing a lot of networking, doing a lot of uh, interviews with, with, uh, with companies. And so if that's something where it's like, wow, I spent a lot of money, you know, to get to this convention, you know, we appreciate that you're, you're coming with us, but at the same time, feel free to go do anything you want and, and, you know, be like, Hey, I'll meet you back at the hotel. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to do my thing. That's fine. At the same time, hang out with us all you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Pat Goldbond, you don't want to get all chafed Gold, up. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Goldbond saves your life. Pro chip. Yep, yep. Man, you and uh, get battery, some battery, uh, ba battery packs. If you if you have an extra battery pack or or a case that charges your phone, um, if you're taking pictures and and doing all sorts of stuff, you know, again, you're seeing a lot of unique uh, displays and everything that are only at packs. They're only at these conventions. So if you want to, you know document this stuff, I highly recommend making sure you have a way to charge your device while you're still at the show. Yep, very good. In three, at Jazzy Fiddle, was getting girls' digits at PAX easier, harder, or about what you expected going in? So, so for South, it was about what I expected going in, because I never said I was going to get girls' numbers. That was set up by somebody sitting to my right I won't name any names, but his initials start with Ethan the Deadite Knight. That guy's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, going to East, I'm going to have my wingman, AJ, which Ethan tells me is the best wingman to have, so these girls' digits better be flying. 
It's true. Sci-fi Fly, AJ is flying. Flying. Sci-fi is why it's not going to be happening. Sci-fi is an excellent wingman. Yeah, he's good at chatting people up. He's fearless when it comes to conversing. Yeah. Well, we're gonna listen. All right. Here's what's going to happen. Sci-Fi AJ and I are going to go off. We're going to be like, man, we're going to go network with these people over here. All right. We're going to come back to swimming in the ladies, and you guys are going to be jelly as hell. I'm sorry. I'm playing Shovel Knight reverse mode so that the stream can see it with the Joy-Cons in my hand separately, and I'm somehow sort of doing it. It's actually working. I don't know. Oh, well, you only beat one level, so uh, maybe you should get on my level. Since I own a Switch and have played a bunch of times. Uh, Shovel Knight has existed on every fucking platform known to God. You have no excuses. Yeah, but why. the Switch is different. It's different. Man, no. it's even on the 3DS. Your beloved 3DS. <laughs> All right, thank you for the question, Sci-Fi <laughs> AJ. Our next question comes from Testonomics. Patron supporter. Yes. Since your last recording, we have seen the launch of Nintendo Switch along with two Game of the Year candidates in Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. What? One may what? argue... <laughs> Leaving out Skyland. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even take you I seriously know, I can't either. anymore. No one does. One may argue that this will be the greatest week of gaming in 2017. Aside from Grimlock answering a new Metroid game, what would you have to see in 2017 for it to be an even greater week in gaming? So what game would we want to see to make this Zelda and Horizon Zero Dawn week even better? I would be picking up my Zelda game and throwing it in the trash if you could hand me a new Borderlands game right now. I'd be like, yeah, get out of here, Link. There you go. It's time for some Borderlands. Hmm, man, seeing the new Borderlands at uh, at the last conf the developers conference that they just had, they showed off some of the um, some of the, like the assets they were just talking about, and then by the time it was over, you realized you were staring at Borderlands three assets. It really got me hyped. That would be something that would really change this. I, I guess if since. Did I pick that? If I had to pick another game, I mean, of course, yeah, Metroid, right? Okay, like I get it. We already predicted that one. Mm, there it is, the sweet, sweet sound. <sighs> yeah, Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna actually pick a different game until I played that sound, but now, it's, <laughs> now I'm done. Yeah, give me a Metroid game, I'd be in heaven. Jazzy, Fantasy Star. There you go. There's a second option. Jazzy, I think. We now know that the benefit of that is it can soothe a, a raging yeah. Grimlock. Like, tame the like, beast. Like he's going to be like, oh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm so angry. I'm Grimlock. And he's like, oh. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like a poke flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's Retro so Mike, good. What, what are we thinking? Any game. Um, you can even make up a game that you want to make up if you want. I'm really excited for ukulele. Oh yeah, oh yeah, ukulele. Are you gonna be That's buying gonna it on Switch? Uh, definitely. I hope that it uh, comes in a uh, physical form. Uh, I'm not a big. I don't like buying digital. Uh, I like actually having my copy. I don't know, but yeah, I I'm definitely gonna buy it. Very good. I would love, absolutely love. 
a new Twisted Metal game. Because it's really the only, like, car racing type of game that I play. I'm not into, like, the Need for Speeds and all that stuff. I never got into, like, the racing. But those games, I loved every single one of them. So being able to have, like, this destruction derby where it's, like, you have to destroy all these other cars in the city of Paris and the city of Tokyo and stuff like that is just unique, super cool concept, and I would love a new Twisted Metal game. Jazzy, will you come over to my house and play WWE Crush Hour with me? Absolutely. Yes. It's a date. I will not. (laughs) You weren't invited. Thank God. I'm interested to see what uh, Test would say here. Since he uh, is in love with the Switch so much, I'm wondering what could possibly make this an even better time in his life. Pokemon stars. Just let him play Pokemon again. Yeah. That's, I could see that. Yeah, I beat him. Look at that. Woo! Go me. All right, thanks for the uh, <laughs> question, Test. Our next question comes from The Glitch. You know where Test can order that, though, right? Or it can answer that question, right? In and, the Discord, because he's a Patreon supporter. Well, that's uh, actually, that's a good answer, too. <laughs> I was going to say on the GameZilla podcast group, but. They're both acceptable. Everywhere. One's better than the other. True. Just answer it everywhere. The glitch. I already feel that modern games are too easy with auto saves, unlimited lives, and auto regenerating health. But but are amiibos making it almost effortless by gaining additional items when you use amiibos in such games as Breath of the Wild? I hate the idea that spending more money makes the game you are playing easier. I know you guys have touched on this topic before with DLC, but I compare that kind of thing to buying saves at the end of games and acting like you completed that game. I get that this is a ridiculous comparison, but honestly, what is wrong with playing the game with the basics the game came with? The glitch. Ha! And have something be hard like a sucker? No thanks. Um, I've thought about this, like... So with the, um... And I don't... I actually don't know what all the Amiibos do. I've, uh... I haven't ruined... I haven't, like, uh... Discovered that yet, and I didn't want Brick Bitch to tell me, so... I'm still in the dark of what the actual Breath of the Wild Amiibos do. Because I know each one has special abilities, but... Beyond that, every amiibo will drop you consumables. And I don't know. I guess for me, it's like a lot of them drop consumables to the point where it's like, yeah, I can I can cook food and stuff, but does it really make the game that much easier? I mean, I'm still having a hell of a time with this game. I die more in this Zelda game than I think I've ever died in any other Zelda game ever. So I don't know if the balance is really too off-put by this. <laughs> And at least we have at least we have a reason to have amiibos. We got to the point where it was like, cool, we scan them into Smash Brothers and they act as AI, and that's it. Yeah, trophies. Yeah, otherwise you collect There's them. There's your trophy system, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Collect amiibos. Other, Pretty much. Other than wanting a Samus amiibo, like when the first line of amiibo came out, I have not seriously considered buying amiibo until the other night when I was at Target, and I was like, oh man. It'd be cool to get a big box of mushrooms delivered once a day. <laughs> I might need to buy some amiibo. So it, I think, I think me buying some Breath of the Wild amiibo could happen, but I just want the mushrooms. I don't want it to be easier. I just don't want to have to look for the mushrooms every day. <laughs> there you go, Retro Mike. Um, 
I, I'm the same way with Amiibos where I, I, I don't use mine. I have a ton of them. I don't use them. I just leave them in the box because I like to look at them. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. But it with can I kind of consider them um, like growing up when people would use codes and stuff for like the Game Genie. I never used to like to do that. I always wanted to do it on my own, try to figure it out. Um, but uh, it's not it doesn't give you that much. I mean, it, at most it's dropping you a few items that if you look around for a couple minutes, you're going to get anyways. Um, there is some other stuff that you can get. I haven't actually read to see what they drop, but I, I don't use mine just because I, I just kind of like to explore and find it on my own. I don't actually have an answer that I can relate to the Amiibos because I own a Mewtwo Amiibo because I thought it looked cool and it's the only one I have, and I never... I don't even know where it's at right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, I do feel, however, that I can make this remark. Games have gotten super easy. And I think that's because, as a society, we're getting soft. Video games were hard back in the day. When you died, you started over. Like, it. Like, oh, you, you ran out of continues, you start the game over. You don't get continues upon continues and and free stuff and free lives like you do in games now because we've gotten soft. We've we've gotten to that point where everybody gets butthurt if they can't beat it and everybody needs a participation trophy and everybody's a winner. Like, no, like games should be difficult, and if you can't beat it, try harder or just move on to another game like you do realize though that like games for us americans have always been watered down right oh yeah absolutely like we don't even know what a hard game is when it comes to some of the games that never made its way here or some of the games that did make their way here and were made easier because they didn't think that we would like them hence lost levels yeah look at the comparison lost levels you understand that they didn't want to make that an actual game for us. They is... did us a favor by <laughs> by reworking Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. Thank you, Nintendo. Thank you. Just the timeline comparison, though. So l- let me ask Retro Mike this question. Do you think that the Breath of the Wild is more forgiving than the original Zelda? Well, yeah, it's a don't... Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean... it. Uh, one of the things that's... I don't know... Does a, another Zelda game have autosave every so? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. You, you had, have to get to a certain yeah. spot. Yeah. So, I mean, there is an autosave feature, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't, yeah. So, I mean, it's that autosave feature is a little weird. So, I mean, right there alone, that just makes it easier. But, I mean, I think, again, they added it because because of testing purposes we've died more in this game than we've ever like if, if you didn't have auto save could you imagine like yeah. none of we'd all give up on this game there's like <laughs> and and the the thing that auto save comes in handy for is there's so much unknown like i was running and all of a sudden this rock guy just popped out that i clearly wasn't supposed to be at yet because he killed me as soon as he came out I just swung and i was dead like i, I couldn't do anything he just came out and i looked at him and I'm like, oh crap and i was like and my stamina was gone so I turned around and was like walking away and he just swatted me and I'd just gone. So yeah, if you didn't have that yeah, autosave, you, yeah. who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, games have gotten easier, but at the same time, you can't go back to Nintendo and be like, well, was the original Legend of Zelda like this? Well, no, because autosave didn't even exist for the NES. Yeah. I'm you just, had to have passcodes. So, so, so technology is already kind of easier. So then with the addition, I think his point is, is, you know, games are already 
sort of easier with the functionalities that they have now. So adding in the functionality of being able to put an amiibo and getting free stuff is is it overboard? Like, are we making these games too easy? I don't think so. Because again, what does the amiibo do that actually makes it easier? Besides, like, what is it really doing that makes Zelda easier? Yeah, it's it gives you items, but those items break anyways. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I don't like. I can go over here and two hit this goblin and get a and get the, and get a piece of his guts, or I can have an amiibo drop it for me once per day, and then guess what? I still have to go kill that goblin because he's in my way. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm I'm just gonna continue to relate it to like a cheat code. I mean, you can use it if you want to. You don't have to use it. Right. Um, I wouldn't go out and buy an amiibo specifically for using the game. I buy it more for the figure. I think I own like. I don't know, 80 Amiibos maybe, right? It's bad. And I have used five of them, and they were for Smash Brothers, and that's it. That's that's all I've ever used Amiibos for. So, I mean, if you are – we have some fans that have all of the Breath of Wild Amiibos, all the Legend of Zelda Amiibos that existed before that in a backpack, and they scan it every hour that they can to get their consumables. We know someone that does that. Mm-hmm. And – but guess what? They're still enjoying Zelda like beyond belief. And in a game like Zelda, which there's no multiplayer, there's no advantage. There's no you know, we're not racing to see who can beat the game first. We're just you just enjoy an RPG for yourself. You enjoy an RPG, you play through it, and you and that's it. So if he's having fun with it, I don't think it's overkill at all. And I don't think and we could sit here and say games are easier than ever, but if that's the case, how come none of us finish them? How many games have you beaten recently? Besides Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy was the last one that I beat. Would you call that too easy? No. I don't think it was like I knew I was going to beat that game, right? Like right. like and it wasn't cuz I had to beat it, but like it, it felt like there was no spot in that game that I was going to get stuck. I can't say that about Zelda. Yeah. Listening cause... listening to people talk about this new Water Temple, I go Man, I don't know if I want to go through this again. <laughs> the water temple pisses me off. You know, there wasn't that in Final Fantasy, but even even in um, Horizon Zero Dawn, another game that you and I are playing, mm-hmm. you're going to beat that game. Yeah, mainly because you've now gone up against a thing like a Thunderjaw, one of the biggest creatures in the game, and you beat it. Yeah, you know. So, but is it too easy? Do you do you think that game is too easy? No, absolutely not. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. I guess I guess I don't have the comparison to to the Legend of Zelda because I haven't played it yet since I don't have a Switch. But games like Final well, Fantasy whose fault is that, and Jesse? games like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, you have the ability to if you if you come across something that's too difficult or maybe too high a level or something like that, you have the ability to continue to level up your character, get new abilities and stuff like that, and then go back and have an easier time with whatever you're struggling with. True, yeah. So. I think you can, similar in Zelda, you can technically, yeah, you can go get better gear better and gear, come Better back weapons, and, stuff like that, yeah. yeah. But, but then it breaks and you die and you're screwed, so. Right. Do you think, do you think older games maybe sometimes are harder because they're shorter and you would get through them way too quick if they weren't hard that's true i mean basically games nowadays are much more in depth so So i will agree with jazzy in one thing and i and i think i think retro michael jump in on this real quick you go play a game like 
Mega Man or Ghost and Goblins or Ghost Good yeah God. oh yeah Ghost and Goblins is another good one right you go play those those types of games now you go play Rayman Legends okay Rayman Legends is a great game I I had a lot of fun playing Rayman but how many lives do you have in Rayman unlimited exactly you have unlimited lives so like in that sense games have been watered down where it's like we don't want to like I mean we've watched videos of kids nowadays playing old school Mega Man and when they ran out of lives they had to start over at the beginning of the game and they lost their minds they were like wait I have to start over at the beginning and they literally just gave up so yeah, I think part of it is is that they they have to play to the attention span that is shorter than ever in this, you know, society we live in nowadays, but you know, I like Rayman as much, you know, I love Rayman Legends and I love Mega Man. So like I don't care that there's both, I guess, you know? I can acknowledge that it's easier because I don't have I don't have that fear of running out of lives and having to start over from the beginning. But at the same time, I I'll have a blast with Rayman Legends, and I think Deadites had a great time with uh, playing that game with his wife. Amazing. I think it, I think it has the ability to to ruin games though too. Perfect example for me is World of Warcraft. I was heavy into World of Warcraft, loved that end game raiding and being able to get with a group of people and put you know a couple hours upon hours in a, a week trying to get yourself to a certain boss in this dungeon or raid and trying to learn the mechanics and come together as a team. And now it's like to the point where you can pug with anybody in the world. You don't even have to be on the same server as anybody anymore. And everything's just so easy. Like, up oh, here you go. Up oh, here you go. Like, you want to buy this pet? Okay, you can buy this pet. Before, people had to go collect all these different books that were hidden in the world, and then they got the pet. But if you want to pay $20 for it, here, you know, it's just micro ruined pay, games. Pay to win and microtransactions, things like that, I hate. You know, like, I'm, I've never been a fan of that. Um, you know, there's some games that have done it where it doesn't affect the game. It's more for appearance, like League of Legends, you know, but um, or Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I... The evolution of gaming, especially when you can compare it to a game like WoW, where you can compare the same game over that span, um, you know, it shows the industry in the in the true form that it is. It's a giant. It's a company trying to make money, and they're gonna do what they need to do to make money. And now that they have an they have a, an audience that has a shorter attention span, they have to figure out how to grab that money quicker than they used to. They used to have you, Jazzy, who would give your money every month and you were satisfied with what you were given. Now you have people that want instant gratification all the time where it's like, how come the new raid's not ready? How come the new mount's not there? How come this isn't there? How come that's not there? So now you have Blizzard that's developing a game that's how many years old can non-stop, can't ever stop putting money, paying people to work on assets for this game. And so they have to figure out how they can quickly recu- you know, recoup. And it's sad because, yeah, for some people, it's it, it has ruined games where WoW's not the game that you remember it. Yeah, absolutely. But they've also made new fans because of it. So, you know, as the business side of it, you got to sit there and say, well, it sucks that we lost you, but we gained, you know, thousand new people so sorry to see you go exactly so man this makes me like want the like overwatch funko pops or like the riot figurines that that you purchase 
I wish that when you bought them, you got like a code to get a skin for that character. Wouldn't, like, that, wouldn't that be real cool? That'd be really cool. I've always like. I don't know why I thought of that, but there's always been things I've thought that like a company should do. Like example, back when I was obsessed with achievement points with Microsoft, I thought, why not let me do something with these points? And I don't mean you need to give me free games. Like, like you have all this digital assets, like with like even the little like avatars, where it was like, oh, there was a Batman Beyond skin that I could put on my character, and I, I was like. Why don't you let people redeem their gamer score for items like that? It'd be a pr- like the the percentage of people that would actually do it versus the amount of people that would go out to get to, that would push people towards the achievements and push them even harder to try to achieve these things. I thought it would, it would be a cool idea, and um, PlayStation tried to do it a little bit with the uh, PlayStation Home, which was a disaster. But it was like it was like Second Life or whatever. Play. And um, you you had your own house or whatever, right? You had your own room, mm-hmm. and within it, because you did, because you accomplished things in games, you would you would get things in this like yeah, so simulator. you could design your your own room. So like I had like my house when you went into my house, it was the Bat Cave, you know, it was super cool. But I mean, <laughs> the problem was the PlayStation. Well, was it PlayStation Home? Was yeah, that what it was it? called? Yeah. PlayStation Home. When um, when, no one cared about it. Like it was dumb. Like I never signed on to PlayStation Home because it was like I'd rather just go play the games. So I don't know. Like I, there's so many things out there that you, that you think as a gamer, you think as a fan, they're like, oh, you should do this. Like example, Nintendo, and and we don't, and maybe they'll add it, right? But right at the moment, we're staring at a Switch with no with no achievements, no trophies. And I'm okay with it. I'm enjoying the Switch. I'm having a lot of fun. But why? Like, why don't you have it? I don't, like, what is the reason not to have it? Everybody has it. iOS, Android, Steam, Xbox, PlayStation. Like, everybody has achievements. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. Yeah, it would be cool if they could figure out something that they could give you for because if you're thinking about it, it in your example the avatars like oh you can make 99 cents in the avatar or you could make it this many trophies or achievement points and you just had somebody buy four games yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean like think about it okay and i don't like to give credit to this company but gamestop does it you pay for a yearly fee right to be a, a gamer a pro gamer or whatever you get points every time you buy something. Uh, you get points when, if, if you're in special groups, I get to take surveys. I get points for it, right? And I can redeem those points for digital items or gift cards or physical items. Well, I pay for your Xbox Live. I pay for your PSN, right? So those trophies aren't free, technically. Like, yeah, I could play, I could play games without PSN and I get trophies. But, like, again, I'm paying into Xbox Live so I can play online, which means now you could do something with your achievement points. And that's where Nintendo's like, I'm about to pay for Nintendo online here this fall. You have a thing called Mario who collects coins. You could literally build a trophy system like an achievement number that's called that's coins. Like I would love that. Like every game I play, I get these things and I and I rack up coins and my and my gamer tag Grimlock has, you know, so many coins. Like it's just yeah. so simple. And they don't even have to do anything. Honestly, I just it's just 
I just don't get it. When 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 smart devices like Apple have it, and and that's like on a level that I just don't care about. Like when I get one, I'm like, just get off my screen. I'm playing a game, right? But like, still, they have it, and you don't. Like, it just kind of seems silly. Yeah, especially since the two major Nintendo games on your mobile device in Pokemon Go and Mar- Super Mario have Run them. have trophies. They have them. them. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? That is so true. That is 100% true. Yeah. So, yeah, Nintendo smartphone devices actually have achievements, but not actual console gaming. Not actual Nintendo console yeah. mobile gaming. Now, again, <laughs> we don't know We don't know what's coming down the pipeline right. here because we're the Switch isn't, it doesn't have everything deployed. So we might actually get it. You know, Before I sit here and bash them too much, I want to point that out that it could actually happen. I just doubt it. Cool. Well, thanks for the question, Glitch. It got us uh, derailed there a little bit. I, oh, yeah, we went way off, but hey. <laughs> that's what the show is sometimes, so. <clears throat> you got anything else? That's the questions that I have for this week. All right. Well, I have a question for you. When are you going to switch? Splatoon 2. <sighs> I told you it's going to happen before that. Well... We'll see, but I tried Splatoon to make it happen. Too. I tried to make it so he could have a switch tomorrow. Jade snaked my switch. J- J- hey, Grim <laughs> said he cleared it with you. I did. He did. He did. I offered he it. Was up, like, he I was originally like, offered it up to either you or Crazy Uncle Braden, and Crazy Uncle Braden's wife went and got him one on Friday. So I was yep. like, "All right, well, it's clear, Jazzy. If you want it, it's yours." And then you know, Brick Bitch wanted it, so she yeah. slid in, snaked it. He did, he did, which was probably more her. She was probably like, hey, just make sure Jay doesn't want that. You know, she's nice to me. Graham, not so much. That's probably true. So She's not around you as much as I am, so that's why she's <laughs> nice to you. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I like her being nice to me because then at least one of you. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out on episode 147 of the GameZilla podcast where we talked about the Nintendo Switch launch and our personal thoughts on the system, uh, our first whatever you want, first week with the system, and uh, and the launch titles that came with it. And you know, to close this out, I will simply say the Nintendo Switch is a very special device. Um, I have this weird connection with the device that I have not had with a Nintendo device since the GameCube. And many people will be like, the GameCube? And I'm like, yes. The GameCube, I would travel to Toys R Us every day so that I could go play the Rogue Squadron demo. That's how much I wanted the GameCube. And the Wii was a success story, but it never did that for me. It, it never, you know, shocked me. It just was like, yeah, that's unique. The Wii U was a complete miss for me. Like, I owned one, but it never was like, wow, this is a cool idea. I don't understand why it's not doing well. You know, like, I never really got that. And the GameCube, I loved it. The WaveBird was that first controller that was, like, first-party wireless where I was, like, I was in love. And the broadband connector so I could play Fantasy Star and Mario Kart Double Dash online was that first sign of, like, maybe Nintendo's getting getting an idea right. here. It took them a little bit longer than we thought, but, but they got there. And, you know, so but the N64 is that system where I just – I have those memories that, like, I'll, that I've never – I haven't had again until this system. At that ca- in that cafeteria playing Bomberman, and I was like, "Oh my god, 
this is the heart of Nintendo. This is what I remember when I when I truly and, and I, I I always loved Nintendo, but when I truly was in love with Nintendo, it felt like this. And I feel like we're back. I think we have a bright future ahead of us. We have a device that no one else is in the market with. And yeah, it's not a PS4 Pro. It's not an Xbox Scorpio. Get over it, people. You already own that shit. So who cares? Enjoy a system that's got unique games that no one else has and can be on the go like no one else can. So I give it on the system side, 10 out of 10. I'm I'm thrilled with this launch. Any 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 input? Do we want retro, retro Mike? We saw each other at launch night. You're a Nintendo yeah. fan. How is it special for you? Is this is this something that you can tell Nintendo has done it? Definitely, this is the first time in a while that I've actually bought a system. Um, besides 3DSs, anything that has Zelda on it, I'll buy. But that's just because <laughs> they were the limited edition Zelda ones. But as far as the system goes, I I didn't do the Wii U because nothing about the system you know caught my eye and then i kind of fell away from gaming during the wii just because i mean there was a few things on there that were really fun they were kind of cool um but yeah i mean 64 you know gamecube all that stuff that had when i would go home and want to play a game and picking up a controller i feel like you get like lost in that nintendo stuff the first time i turned this on and just like put it in my hands it was just a, a feeling of like, this is really cool. Like this is something I'm going to use a lot. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited and just just from using it over the weekend, I can see tons and tons of possibilities. Just I'm really excited to see what comes out for it. Yep, absolutely. Deadite, final thoughts. There's no better way to play Skylanders Imaginator <laughs> than out of the ten out of ten on the Deadite scale. That is the Nintendo Switch. I love it. It's making all my dreams come true, and I look forward to having a long, loving relationship with the Nintendo Switch. All right, so you can talk more about the Nintendo Switch on our GameZilla podcast group on Facebook. It is a closed group, so head on over there, request to join, and let's talk about the Switch, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we, we have our own doc up there with all of our friend codes and ways to um, join up via the Nintendo Switch. And overall, that's that's where all the conversation is happening. If you want to read about any articles, what you know, what the world's thinking about the Switch, that's where you head on over to Motor City Gaming on uh, Facebook, Gaming in Detroit on Twitter, and you can find all the articles that we share every day about everything that's going on with the Switch, from how terrible the cartridges taste, which we all now have uh, experience with. They are not yummy, and do not put them in your mouth. But, you know, uh, to the things of people being upset about friends codes and all the great things uh, as well. So, I mean, you can sit there and get a great scale. We're, yes, we sat here and talked the Switch up all this show, but we are not a biased show. We want to be able to share the news that's coming around. Um, like Deadite was talking about earlier with left Joy-Con sync issues, um, you know, but at the same time talking about the, the amazing launch it had, the selling out. I mean, you can't find one of these short of eBay right now. The uh, amazing Zelda experience, the amazing launch titles that surprised us. So it, there's there's the good and the bad, and just depending on how you're going to take it all. Um, but we should all be happy that Nintendo 
they seem to have done it. They seem that they're back on track, and I think they have a device that they can stand behind, and now I think they can feel confident to pull all of their IPs out and just support this device like they just couldn't support the Wii U. <sighs> all right. Well, it's been episode 147. You can listen to it every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and, of course, MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. If you love this show, if you love what Motor City Gaming is doing, you love seeing us going to these conventions and bringing back swag for you and just building this community that we've built, there's only one way that we ask for you to help us. Jazzy, how is that? That would be Patron. Go to patron.com slash GameZilla podcast. You can help us there by donating to us. You get per- different perks based upon the level that you are going to be a patron, and that gives back. So you could have special Discord access to enter the gaming community that we have set up on Discord. You can get early access to our GameZilla Alpha show. Things like that, and you could also enter the uh, Motor City Gaming's Game of the Month, where each month we select a random fan that gets to, uh, you know, get, get a little back from us, which is what we love the best, gaming. Maybe this month our winner might get some Switch software. Just saying. It's possible. Possibilities. Possibilities are in us. So, yeah, Patreon, super huge. We want to thank everybody that's already joined Patreon. Um, you've helped You've helped this, this group, this community, and everything that Motor City Gaming is doing so much. We, we appreciate everything that you guys have done, and we continue to look forward on to how we can keep adding value to Motor City Gaming, to Patreon. Uh, so make sure you're hanging out in the Discord server. Make sure you're hanging out at the GameZilla podcast group. Uh, and feel free to give input on what you would like to see. What's something that you you know, you know love about us, but maybe you want to see more of? Or you know maybe we want to kick Jazzy off the show. I mean, it's possible if we get enough votes. You'll still be COO, so it's okay. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> Can't move you from there. <laughs> but um, thanks to everybody on that. Uh, make sure you are, if you are listening on iTunes or wherever it is that you enjoy, please hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, leave a review. It helps us so much. Uh, if you are listening to this show and you have listened to the Alpha Show, I know a lot of you have wrote, uh, wrote reviews for the GameZilla podcast, but we need you to write a review and give us five stars on the Alpha Show. The Alpha Show right now is brand new. It's sitting in a special category for the next eight weeks, and right now those reviews, those scores, help us tremendously. So please head over to the GameZilla Alpha podcast and leave a review, rate it, and um, we appreciate all your support. This Thursday, I will be on a flight with Grimlock. We are going to PAX East Boston. What better way to pass the time on the flight while he has his Switch in hands and is enjoying himself, immersing himself in this great new gaming console? Oh, yeah. I get to listen to The Legend of Retro, which will release on Thursdays for your listening pleasure everywhere that the GameZilla podcast does. Go listen to those guys. They're talking about... Retro video games, which might be right up retro, 
Mike's uh, alley there. Just saying. Yeah, so season Just two saying. started. They did Final Fantasy IX, and then la- they also did uh, Maniac Mansion. It was the first two episodes of the season. So, um, And then GameZilla Alpha is out every Sunday, and that is your focus show where we pick one topic like the Switch launch, and we really rip apart that one piece of news to talk about pros, cons. Um, If it's not a topic, then it's an interview. So our last episode was actually Underbite Games, an indie developer uh, located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we talked with Corey Heald, um, creative director of Super Dungeon Tactics, where we um, got to hang out for an hour with Corey and talk about game design, you know what what it's like to uh, to work at an indie company. What services this um, you know they provide for other people. You know, like if you're looking to create a video game, that they can actually help you create this video game. And then some fun stuff like you know Jazzy's playing Super Dungeon Tactics, so he wanted to ask about certain mechanics. And because we were talking to the guy that actually built that mechanic, designed that part of the game, yeah. he you know he could tell us why. So it's just an interesting angle that we bring to you in the GameZilla Alpha that you know nobody else does. We we want to bring these people and give them a platform so they can talk about their stories, their games, you know, and their projects. Um, so that'll be something that PAX East brings us more interviews. And I think we have an interview coming up with Happy Chest as well. So that'll be um, that'll be fun. So learn how to play chess in, with goofy cartoon characters. Yes. So all right. Well, thanks again for everybody for hanging out. Remember, we are the Elite DLC for gaming news. And until next week, game, game on. on! Retro Mike, yeah, thanks, you didn't. thanks for thanks Game for on, being, sorry, I fell yeah. asleep there. Retro Mike, thanks for being the new co-host. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, just don't tell Jazzy. Same time next week? Just don't tell Jazzy. We'll change the locks and you know, throw his chair out in the rain. <laughs>